Hello and welcome to the B Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Today I am joined by Milos. Hello, hello, hello. And we are here to dip back into the TARDIS Chronicles to finally catch up with the show. Um, we just, through scheduling for a really long time and other things being a priority, have taken this long to get to uh, the final Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall episode of the show, The Power of the Doctor, which was a uh, the third of the three specials released in 2022, which shows you how far behind we are. Um, but we're about a week away from uh, the first of the David Tennant, Catherine Tate 60th anniversary specials. So we figured if we wanted to review that quickly, that we should do this first. Um, so let's just, I guess we can just dive right into the Thankfully, plot. Thankfully, BBC is taking just as long as we are to release this episode so we're not yeah that's that's true um and we will figure out how to how we're going to review the other ones as they come out um obviously these are the the first ones at least in this country and i assume where you are as well to be released on uh disney plus so the the yeah uh, probably the release strategy will be a little different um but anyway we'll get right into this one uh now, one of the important components of this, at least at the beginning, is the the uh, the Cybermen with the Time Lord DNA. And I had I remembered that this happened that this was a thing that happened, but I forgot exactly when. Uh, I thought that actually occurred in this episode, but from what I remember, sort of without going back and looking at it again, that was actually at the end of season twelve. That whole thing was done. Yeah, I think my master put his DNA into them or something. Can't yeah, remember. and that was like exactly the, what it was. The last, the last big thing in season twelve before the flux was that, and I completely forgotten when that was. Uh, I mean, I remembered it happening, but I completely forgotten when it was. So we begin with a like a space train, and that train is being attacked by the Cybermen. Um, so. At that point, uh, the Doctor shows up in the TARDIS, and she and Yaz and Dan go down a, a ladder that the Doctor spools out of the TARDIS to like jump onto the roof of the space train to get in there. And uh, Dan almost gets dropped and kind of freaks out a little bit. Um, but then, you know, he uh, they get on the train. Uh, the Cybermen are there to take something, and it's a small child in a box, right? And my immediate thought was, oh, shit, I forgot that this episode had more to do with that timeless child bullshit, which it doesn't. I was wrong. Um, but that was my immediate thought was like, oh, they're going back into that garbage again, um, which they don't. And then we cut to and I could have some of the order of this wrong, even though I did watch this yesterday, which is kind of sad. Um, then we cut to 1916 Siberia, where. We see uh, Grigory Rasputin being taken out of a cabin in Siberia and being asked to attend the Tsar and his wife in St. Petersburg. And then we cut to St. Petersburg, and you essentially find out that Rasputin is actually the master, uh, played by Sasha Dewan, who we haven't seen since, I, if I remember correctly, the end of season 12. Um so he has some sort of plan going on. He basically has the czar like brainwashed because he goes like, you can leave 
and I'll just watch the palace thing. And the guy's very much like, okay, I'll just go do that because you're in charge. Okay, cool. Um, so that happens. And then in 2022, uh, London, you find out that um, several uh, seismologists have been kidnapped for some reason that we don't really know. And several uh, of the most prominent paintings in the world have been taken out of circulation for reasons. Uh, at this point, we are, for you and me, I think this is introduced for people who've been watching the show longer than us. This is reintroduced to Tegan Javanka and Ace, played by uh, Janet Fielding and Sophie Aldred. Um, who were apparently uh, prior companions in the classic show. I think uh, Ace was with uh, Colin Baker, and I've, uh, no, I think I had that reversed. Yeah, no, Ace was with Sylvester McCoy, and Tegan was with Colin Baker, if I have my doctors correct. I mean, they look way older than they do in some of the old promotional photos I've seen, but... Uh, McCoy was wearing the hat, so that's kind of how I figured that yeah. out. But um, they get recruited by by Kate Lethbridge, Stewart, and Unit to help out with some of this stuff. And uh, then um, the Doctor shows up in 2022, and you find out that the Master is giving a lecture on seismology. So the Doctor and Yaz go to oh, we I skipped something important. Uh, Dan decides after that whole thing on the space train that he's done, that he has to go back to his regular life, and he came too close to dying for his taste, and he has to go back to his regular life. So he leaves, and then all this other stuff starts. Um, yep. which, which brought me to the question, does John Bishop end up being the shortest serving companion in terms of number of episodes then? I think so. I mean, he only does what nine. Yeah. Yeah. So other other uh, only one season uh, companion was Bill, but she had a longer season. Yeah, but that was a longer season than he got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he would. Yeah, so he would definitely be shorter serving. He's definitely the shortest of the modern show, unless you count like. Yeah. Unless you count like Captain Jack, who was only in X number of episodes before Torchwood. Yeah, but he was never really officially a companion. So. Yeah. Well, he was never, and like, named in the Yeah, and I think he accumulated over time, like, more. Yeah, I only, I, only count the, I only count the people that are named in the credits as uh, full-on companions, necessarily. Companions, but, yeah, which Jack um, isn't. Yeah, no, but he got his own show out of the deal, so. Hey, um, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so the Master has some sort of plan going on involving... Uh, it, the whole thing with the seismologist involves volcanoes, right? It, we're at yeah. least able to figure that much out. So um, you then find out that in 2022, there's suddenly an extra planet in orbit of Earth. And the doctor's like, what the fuck? Uh, we should probably go no, figure that out. No, planet was up in 1916, right? Oh, was it 16? Okay. Yeah, they didn't, they they didn't it... bring it into 2022 till later on. Oh right, okay. So basically, it's a it's a giant Cyberman foundry planet where they're they're using that to um to to just create more Cybermen and stuff. At the same time, 
the doctor is contacted by a rogue Dalek who says, hey, I'm tired of what the Daleks are doing. I'm going to give you a way to get rid of them. Uh, so the doctor is uh, understandably skeptical of that, but decides she has no choice but to at least look into it. So um, all the stuff going on on Earth with the Cybermen, they go to the Cyber Planet, and then, or does the thing with the Daleks happen before that? Because they go, they go at one point they go to where the Dalek was, and the whole meeting's kind of a not a trap because the the rogue one wasn't in on it. But oh no, that's how she gets captured later. I'm that's like, when I'm she gets captured. Yeah. Yep. So I'm out of order again. So they go to the they go to the uh, the like cyber foundry planet thing, and it's just this metal planet, right? And um. And uh, she finds the Master's TARDIS there, which I forgot he had one, but then, then it occurred to me it occurred to me that he would have. Uh, it's not something that they've shown a lot in the modern show. I don't think they've really gone out of their way to show the Master having a TARDIS a bunch of times. Um, no, he usually steals the Doctors. Yeah. So yeah, so that was cool. It was a cool design. Um, I liked seeing that at one point. You know. And so while that's going on, um, one part of the master's plan was that he he sent he, uh, Tegan and Ace were sent like little Russian doll, like little figurine Cybermen, uh, and they thought it was from the Doctor because he sends them like a note that makes it sound like the Doctor did it, but it turns out it was actually by the Master, and they unknowingly bring those those small cybermen things in the unit and then uh the master allows himself to be to be uh, apprehended, yeah. by, apprehended by unit in a very joker sort of move um and uh so then he's able to make the cybermen full size and the cybermen start taking over the unit building um well it's basically so, a russian doll there's Cybermen yeah. hidden inside the Cyberman doll. So when he goes yeah, there's full like, size, there's like, Cybermen yeah, there's just like come a, out. Yep, there's like a larger one, a, like a larger Cyberman, and it opens up and a bunch of regular size ones start coming out of it. So they just have a, he has like a Cyberman army in the unit building. Um, so Kate and Ace and Tegan have to deal with that. And, um, and, the doctor and Yaz are trying to figure out the whole, the whole thing with the cyber planet, and it turns out that there is a some sort of energy being the the child thing was actually an energy creature called a currents that I don't know if that's something they've ever used before or not. It was a completely new term I'd never heard before. It was a very cool design. It was just like this CGI. No, they never energy. used it in the new series. So yeah, if they used it. It's probably old. Yeah, could be totally new first mentioned. Yeah, it was this really, really neat, uh, like basically just energy creature design, which I thought was really cool. And it turns out the master is using this thing as a power source for something that we don't know yet. Um, so you know, the unit takeover is happening, and then uh, they go to the from there, the doctor and Yaz go to where the Dalek was. The Dalek thing was a setup, in not in that the the rogue one was in on it, but the the larger Dalek group sort of allowed it 
to contact her, um, yep. knowing that it would draw that traitor out, and then they would have she would be in a position where she could be captured by them. And um, at that, so she's basically caught by them, and Yaz is left on that left on that planet. It was like a volcano planet, basically. Um, well, it's no, it's basically somewhere in the center of the world of the Earth. Oh, is that on Earth? Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, on, it it's was not volcano like the planet. On the Earth. Okay. Okay. Somewhere like Venezuela I, or whatever. I don't think they dropped the location, oh, right. but it's so, clearly where they're one doing. Of the, uh, one of the they mentioned Venezuela or something later. I didn't realize that's where that. Yeah, when the volcano started erupting, they kind of give yep. you locations of where the volcanoes are going off. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you're right. They did. Okay. So yeah, she allows herself to be captured. Uh, Yaz basically takes the TARDIS and runs. Um, and then you find out. Uh, we go back to the whole, the whole, uh, the big plot thing was in St. Petersburg, right? In sixteen. Yeah. Okay, so they go back to uh, the Doctor wakes up in nineteen sixteen St. Petersburg with the Rasputin version of the Master, um, and he basically says, you know, my whole plan was to. Uh, he's now working with the Daleks and the Cybermen together, which is, you know, not something that happens all that much because the Daleks and the Cybermen don't like each other that much, which the Doctor calls out at one point. She's like, how did you get them to work together? They hate each other. Um, yep. And, right. and he says, they hate you well, more. The one, yeah, the one thing they hate more is you. So they were willing to, they were willing to, um, to help me out with this. Work and together. I got to say... Yep. I mean, we haven't talked about the episode itself much. I mean, we've basically been going through this kind of this because it's a I should say for our audience, this is a 90 minute episode with no ads. So there's a fair bit of plot here. Um, so yeah, I think it's the second longest quoting ever. Yeah, it's the, the longest, longest thing of the movie. Yeah, well, I wonder if the, movie is of, the longest. I think the end of time might have been longer than this. No, it's maybe shorter, I think. If you put both parts together, I think it might have been longer than 88. Well, yeah, as a two-parter, but like single episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this, this is, is the longest single longest. episode I've ever seen, yeah. yeah. Um, even the, it's officially even the, the longest single episode. Yeah, I don't think even the, the 50th thing was this long. Um, nope. So, yeah, the only thing longer the, was the Paul McGann movie. Right, and the 50th being something else we did recently, but yeah. Um, so you find out that the master's whole plan is to, uh, have the doctor undergo forced regeneration, which is, I know that's something that has happened before. One of the, one of the legitimate regenerations was basically, I don't remember which one, I think it was Pertwee into Tom Baker, but I'd have to go back and look it up. Uh, I know that at one point, uh, plot wise, the, the Time Lord's forced one at some point. Yep. I just don't remember which one it was because I have not actually watched a lot of that stuff, but um but yeah, so his idea Patrick Thornton was a doctor back then. Oh Troughton into John Pertwee? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I was off by one. Okay. Uh <laughs> um so so they get into like a, a chamber that sort of reminded me of the radiation thing from the end of time. It was like the two phone glass phone booth sort of things. Um, yeah. 
the masters in one and doctors in the other. The plan is not just forced regeneration. He basically forces her to regenerate into him. So it's basically Sasha Dewan as, as a twisted version of the doctor, um, which I was uh, at the time. Now, granted this aired what almost a year ago now. And we, yeah. we did we didn't do this at the time and we should have, but we had a lot of other stuff going on show wise at the time. Um, I was, and when, you, you know, as we always talk about, you know, publicly when these regenerations are going to be. So every time they do something that looks like that, you're like, Oh, is this how they're doing it? And I legitimately thought that when they do the thing and Whitaker's doctor appears to be dead. She's like a burned out corpse at that point. I was like, is it, I, I remember my thought process during the initial viewing back in 22. I was like, is this actually how they're doing it? Holy shit. Do they, do they dislike what she's done that much that they would be willing to kill her that way? And I actually thought they might actually go through with it. Like the next, the next thing would be all the companions would band together to stop him. And then you would get, I assumed at the time you'd get Shruti got one next. Like the other, the other thing yeah. that we'll talk about at the end would, was not something that people were thinking was going to happen. But, uh, so yeah, um, Sasha Dewan basically becomes the doctor and he, you know, Yaz kind of sticks around because he sort of forces it. He's like, well, I still want somebody to travel with me. So, you're stuck with me. Good luck. Um, and he basically, it basically comes out that he, his goal is to, he doesn't want to like take over the doctor's life and do like the standard doctor stuff. He's trying to, he wants to basically discredit the doctor and like go do all this horrible shit in the doctor's name so that the universe will be afraid of him in the future. Um, so it's like his ultimate way to get back at the doctor essentially. Um, so while that's going on and Yaz is trying to figure out what the hell to do with any of that. Um, and I got to say too, uh, Mandip Gill's pretty good here as well. Uh, given that this will end up being her last episode, she's really good here. Um, well, we did, and, we did talk about earlier stuff that we did with her, but it basically, I think part of the reason why her character suffered so much is because you had to deal with three companions and you had to write for all of them. And then always, they always felt like one companion too much. Yes. Yeah. The time, time allotted to him wasn't there and you couldn't mm -hmm. properly develop everybody because you just didn't have the time for it. I also think that's why they chose to get rid of, and maybe Bradley Walsh and Tosin Cole wanted to leave anyway at those times. But I would wonder if they made a choice to get rid of, Ryan and Graham because they wanted to focus on her and they knew they couldn't do that with three people. Um, in other news, which I may have forgotten to mention earlier, because some of the chronology of this kind of messed me up. Um, they do actually contact Vinder from the flux event played by Jacob Anderson. Um, well, Vinder comes and, over to them. Right. Cause he was, he was looking for the current, right? Yeah. So he was he ends up on the the cyber foundry planet because he was looking for the current, um, and then he and then she basically crashes, and he's like, "Oh, what am I gonna do?" And then he sees the target, and he's like, oh, "Doctor, get a phone. I'm yeah. gonna call." Doctor. Yeah, he had 
he had been trying to contact the doctor through, I guess she gave him like a phone, which I forgot yep. about because I haven't watched, I didn't watch the flux again before this. So I'd completely yeah, yeah, forgotten she gave him a phone at the end. She was basically, if you ever yep, need so anything, just call. Yep. He was trying to contact her and then Yaz shows up in the TARDIS and probably explains to him the whole thing, what's going on here. So she, uh, he decides to, uh, get some other help, which we don't find out right away. Um, so we cut back to the unit building where um, Tegan and Ace and Kate are. Uh, Ace decides... Uh, Kate basically well, Tegan tells and Kate Tegan... Were gonna, Tegan and Ace were going to leave the building, and Kate was going to sell right. the truck the building, basically, so they can, you know, grab right. the cyber so and the rubble. That. But Tegan yep. stays they go because to she has this whole complex of, like, I always run away, I always run away, and I brought the Cyberman here, so I'm going to stay. Right, so she decides to stay and help Kate. Ace does leave to try to... I think the, the stated goal was to try to find the Doctor and use help to get out of this. Yeah, so, and then she jumps uh, off the building, opens the parachute, Cybermen open up on her, and she basically has holes in right, the parachutes, right. and she's falling down hard, right, and then she falls into the TARDIS. Yep, the TARDIS appears underneath her because Yaz was probably looking for her. Um, yeah, and then Yaz and, is like, and then she's looking at Yaz and he's like, you can drive this thing? You can, you can let me drive this thing. They taught you how to fly this? Cool. Um, yeah, so then uh, Yaz also activates a uh, like a holographic version of the Doctor that she left behind in case of emergency. No, the Doctor uh, does that by herself. Right. That's yep. never something a, that Yaz did. That yep, she did a, the whole zappy thing on their shoulders. Yeah, there's a whole thing that goes throughout the episode that I completely forgot had any relevant purpose, where like she appears to like give static shocks to a couple of people. It's like Yaz and Tegan and Ace. Well Yaz, Tegan and Ace, yeah. Right. And then you find out later that um she put like these subcutaneous implants in them where they could access this hologram version of her that she left behind um in case she died which right so that kind of happened right cuz she does actually die here um so that actually happens and and it gives yaz some ideas to figure out how to get out of this situation so um she sends ace to to uh, Venezuela or whatever country we decided that was. Yeah, where, where the, the volcanoes are. Daleks, where the Daleks are like screwing with volcanoes. And um, so Ace goes and they're supposed to like blow up whatever the Daleks are doing. And Graham is there. And I was so happy. Oh, me too, man. I miss Graham. Yeah, I love, oh my God. Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with Dan, but Graham, I like Graham. Graham was my, yeah. he, just, he just fit in, man. Yep. He's one no, of those characters great. that just as a companion, he was great. And he was yep, one was of those great. where you kind of miss yeah. him not having kind of doctor to himself. So just yeah. that they can develop the character more, you know, but hey. Well, he ended up being the most developed of the three of them because I think they knew what they had there. And we talked yeah, about that. Because he's brilliant. Shows too. Yeah, because yeah. he was just, he's great through a lot of that. So Ace and Graham end up uh, stopping the whole volcano thing. Um, and then in the unit building, I like the part uh, when Graham goes, shows her the, he's like, oh, I'm here to inspect the volcano. And she's like, huh, volcano of the doctor. Okay. Yep. And then she's able to read it normally. And it just says like 
Graham O'Brien, friend of the doctor, former bus, former bus driver. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Let's go. So, so I also kind of thought maybe Graham had a thing for Ace too, but that's just me. I, I thought they might develop that somehow, but like at the same time, like you're not, you're never gonna see these characters again. So probably not. No, no. You know, I don't think Dave. Yeah. There's no need to I don't think Davies is going to use anything from, from her. I'd be shocked if Davies uses anything from her period, although Graham would be the one thing I would be okay with if if he or Ryan yeah. came back. Um, oh, but sure. uh, yeah. So uh, while that's going on, uh, you have a whole thing in the unit building where uh, where Tegan's going down like up an elevator shaft to get to. Uh, oh, we should mention that Kate is like sequestered behind a force field, and a bunch of the Cybermen show up, and she's like, "Okay, you can. I'm I'm gonna make you a deal. You can convert me if you let everybody else here go, because I'm of more value to to you than any of these people are." So uh, they start to do that, and at the same time, Ace is climbing well, up like was, an elevator that she shaft did that to create like a diversion for. Tegan to actually go down to the basement Tegan's and go that. activate yep. the self-destruct Yep. So while she's going through the conversion thing, uh, Tegan gets to where the, the conversion thing is powered. And one thing I did think was cool, and we'll I'll duck back into this in a second, was when Tegan and Ace see the hologram doctor, it becomes Colin Baker and or Sylvester McCoy, depending on which one it was. And uh, so they get to kind of have like last interactions with their version of the Doctor, which I thought, even though I haven't seen those before, seen those iterations was, of the character before, that was I a very think, cool thing they did. Like, I, yeah, honestly, I did think that was they could have cool kept they, they could have kept it as Vinegar, but at the same time, they did kind of show that both Stephen and Ace kind of had some unresolved feelings by being left by the Doctor. They you kind of. Yep. You try to dump all that on Whitaker, it doesn't really work. But when you bring their own doctors yeah. back into it, it makes a lot more sense that they get their like final interaction with their own doctor. It's like, hey. Yeah, it was very, very cool. Um, I should also mention that uh, Whitaker is still around. She's just in like this intermediate space where the doctors go like before the regeneration happens or yep. after. And I think I I ended up calling it like the crossroads. I don't know if the, the episode actually calls it that or not, but um, she actually interacts with uh, the first, first, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth doctors played by uh, the first. First was played by David Bradley because William Hartnell's yep. dead. Uh, and then we have Colin Peter Baker. Davidson. Baker, yeah, Sylvester McCoy, and Paul McGann were all there. Yeah, and that uh, Paul McGann's pretty recognizable still. He looks like he hasn't aged much. Um, he still looks like Paul McGann. And this is yeah. in theory. I, I mean, I know the, he did a thing for the name of the doc, day of the doctor stuff, but it's like this is yeah technically his first official BBC appearance. Have you heard the, the rumor that one of the, that one of the spinoffs that Disney Plus wants to do is him? I have like not the advent the adventures of I the eighth I, doctor. They might actually do that. 
I think they can still pull it off as an actor. So like, oh, as long as you write have, it well. Yeah, he's he's done be, a ton of the. He's also yeah. done a ton of the. He's also done a ton of the big finish audio stuff. So they could very easily, uh, he could very easily continue to do it as a TV show if they wanted to do that. And I would be. I'd be, really I'd be okay with that. that. Honestly, yeah. I'd be okay with that. I'd watch it for sure. I mean, hey, oh, I absolutely watch would. Anything, yeah. But I think yeah. that'd be great, actually. Yeah, I hope that's one of the the spinoff things they do do. I would love that. Um, I agree. So, so, yep. So, um, so there's a bunch of really cool dialogue between all those folks there, and I was actually mm -hmm. wondering if that would be the first way you would see Shooty Gatwa in there, like if they would kind of tease him a little bit by having him show up in there somewhere, but he doesn't. Oh. Yeah, um, he doesn't, and I'm okay with that. Like he's both. Yeah, David clearly they're saving that so. moment for. They're saving that moment for something else, which is completely fine with me. You know, um, he's and we never, guys. we never really mentioned this, but this is this was the officially the BBC uh, 100 uh, anniversary episode. Oh, that's right. This did come out at the centennial. I completely forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> um. Yeah, anyway, Gatwa is Davy's guy, so he should probably first show up in something he's going to write. Um, yeah. You know, makes perfect sense to me. So a lot of cool dialogue there between all those folks. And other than um, Hartnell, all those those guys are still alive and kicking, so I'm sure they were there on set and stuff, which must have been really cool to do. Um, you know, uh, I did hear something, though, that apparently one of the Gatwa let slip that during one of his episodes, he's actually going to interact with Hartnell, and they're actually going to use uh, not David Bradley, but they're actually going to use like existing footage of Hartnell as some sort of Forrest Gumpy kind of thing. Uh, mm. Which that'd be cool if they pull that off. Yeah, I mean they uh, used archive footage uh, for the fiftieth. Yeah, so, to you know have... to good extent. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they did something similar for the 60th. Yeah, I would I would love to see that actually. So uh yeah, so they have this whole plan and so the the volcano thing gets stopped and then um I don't remember the the unit thing gets stopped because uh Tegan pulls the plug while Kate's in the middle of conversion and the the like electrical backlash like well, she reverses it, it basically yeah she reverses the polarity of the conversion thing and it um it uh fries a bunch of the cybermen and stuff and then uh they still destroyed the building back, yep we go back to 1916 there's a bunch of stuff between um yaz and and the master doctor which is what i'm going to call him now um and uh so then uh in something i complete had completely forgotten that they did uh uh um the the fugitive doctor played by joe martin shows up um who i had completely forgotten about was in that like one episode and i think season 12 and was established as the version of the doctor who had secretly done a bunch of stuff for that division group. Um, and she, you know, Speaking of spin-off shows, I know they're never going to do this, but that's something that I would really be 
Yeah. Okay with it. Because I, I think Joe Martin, because I, I'm pretty sure we covered this when we were doing that stuff. But I really yeah. like Joe Martin's take on the doctor. I think she's yeah, really like good. Too. And I, I let there's, a while there's, ago. A, there's almost like a regret that this is basically probably the last we're going to hear of her. Because yep. I don't see I Davis had, using her because they don't want to touch no. any of the Chibnall stuff. Yeah. But I mean, it, if you're going to do a spin off show, like this is something that I'd be okay yeah, with. I, I did see something. Um, Davies was asked within the last month or two whether he would use any of that stuff. And he said he wasn't like, or I think the question was worded to him by a reporter of like, have you been ordered by the BBC not to use any of that stuff? Because it's mm. all, you know, because yeah. a lot of it's considered like the things that a lot of fans hated about the Whitaker run was all that shit. And he was like, Hey man, I didn't actually mind any of it. Like I'm, you know, if I, if I have an idea that uses it fine, like, you know, it's yeah. Not... I never, I never saw that as a BBC mandate, but they would be like, "Hey, don't touch any of this stuff." I always thought of yeah. that as him being like, you know, I don't think I want to use any of this stuff. Yeah, but there's stuff in there, especially the once you hit flux stuff. Like, there's really stuff in there that Chibnall did all right, and it's like, you know, yep. you, you kind of have that, and we talked about this already. You have that regret of. You know, like what could have been if he actually got to do things the way he wanted to or whatever. Yeah. But some of his notions, ideas that he put in there, like there's stuff that I would actually like to see continue on. Yeah. I mean, here Chibnall had originally said when he started doing it that he had a five year plan for the show. So there's stuff that he was probably forced to leave on the table. And I wonder how much of it would have had to do with her. Um, probably because so, I don't yeah. think I mean I'm of a opinion that you don't bring her in for like three episodes and never use her again, especially right. when she was that good. I remember so, hearing like, a while if ago. there was if there was a spinoff with her, I I yeah, I love that man. Oh yeah, I would absolutely watch that. Um, I remember hearing a while ago, and I don't know if these things are still planned or not because this this particular thing is an entity that functions outside of the any BBC directive with the with the product. But at one point, uh, Joe Martin and Sasha Dewan had been contracted to do uh, stuff for Big Finish Audio with the Fugitive Doctor and his version of the Master. I don't know if they're still doing that or not, or if they're just waiting for the next period of the show to start before they start putting that stuff out. Um, but uh, that those are things I would definitely... Uh, Oh, yeah. out if, if they actually happen. Um, so, yeah, so the, the hologram version of the Doctor becomes Joe Martin, and um, Vinder shows up with Yaz, and they basically put a gun to the Master's head and say, get in the machine, you fucking asshole. Um, they kill a couple of the the Time Lord Cybermen. Uh, the well, they can kill themselves because they sh they open fire on Joe Martin, who's a hologram, so they just kind of oh, cross right. fire they themselves. Right, they think she's actually there, but it's actually the hologram. So a bunch of the Cybermen kill themselves, and they take the the regeneration energy from the Time Lord Cybermen, cycle it back through the machine thing, and uh, it turns basically the undo the, the force the regeneration. Yeah, they basically they basically reverse the force regeneration. Yeah. Um, so then she's still a little wobbly because, well, wouldn't you be? 
and but uh they have this you know she's back to normal again and she gets the whole group together in the in the or in they have the two tardises so she takes the master's tardis and the rest of the companions have hers which yaz now knows how to drive uh she, the doctor asks about asks Graham about Ryan, and he mentions that Ryan's in like Patagonia, so at least at least the character gets mentioned even if he doesn't show up. Um, so uh, he has this idea to use the um, to link the two Tardises and use the combined power to um, stop the the all the volcanic eruption stuff. And uh, that uh, she actually turns all the. She basically jumps the planet from 1916 to 2022. Oh, that's how it ends up in 22. Okay, yep. The power from that time shifts the planet forward because they do they link the Tardises and that's how they transport the planet. Right. Okay. So I did miss that. That that must have been a side effect of watching this at 1 a.m. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Which is, in a way, a callback to the 50th anniversary special, if you want to think right, about with it. The, with the Gallifrey in a way, timeline. Yeah. 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 It's similar. Yeah. Um, so, yep. So then all the stuff with the volcanoes and the, the cyber planet gets reversed. And actually, she's still on the cyber planet, right? Because, yeah. Because the... Um, they so fixed uh, before. I think before they jumped the planet, they fixed Wender's ship, and he flies out. Right, and then the doctor also asked the currents thing to help them with energy. Right, that was part. Yeah, of it she's as basically well. like, we just no because she's like, hey, I know you're still trapped, but I need your help for one thing, and then the, they use the energy to fix the volcano stuff. And then right. she's like, now you can turn this energy into this planet, and if once you destroy this planet, you're essentially going to be free right which wrecks the which wrecks the cyber foundry planet um yeah so then the master's still this is my this is my i think one gripe the way they did it is basically Whitaker's uh regeneration isn't the effect of force regeneration and then reversing the force regeneration it's basically she gets hit by the energy beam from the planet from the thingy yeah, we'll talk about still, that. Though. The master still controls it, so it's like yep. you could have, ah, but it's a small thing, so it's like yeah. But we'll we'll talk about that though because I, we'll talk about that though because I think there's reasoning for that, um, and it has to do with the end. So, which I'm sure everybody knows now because this has been out for a year and everybody knows yeah, it's what been the, out for a year. anybody, anybody big, who cares knows. This has been out for a year. We got to it really late. Everybody knows what the big thing was, but we're still going to treat it as if you don't, um, in case you're just listening to this for the first time ever and you don't know. Because we're um, mysterious like that. Yes, we are. If, if <laughs> mysterious means, you know, woefully behind the curve, then sure, yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so she gets hit with um, hit with the energy from the thing. Uh, Yaz and the rest of the group drags her back into the TARDIS, and they do have, you know, she gets sort of a sort of a self-indulgent period before the regeneration, but not as bad as the first, as the tenant one was, like where he's just tooling around for half an hour after that, <laughs> you know. Um, she does yeah, they have... Basically like, drop, they basically drop all the people where they need to be dropped off, but they do it off screen. Right. So at the and end, Yaz it's her and Yaz, and she leaves Yaz in the, yep. in the park somewhere. 
But you do get this really nice scene between her and Yaz on on Yaz's way out, where, and again, this is you know our my regular complaint through the entire Whitaker run is I don't understand who this character is, this version of the character is, because she's basically been given no personality for for the entire run. This last speech she has with Yaz is where I finally got it. Where like yeah, but he he's the he, that's the problem with the character. It's like you got it after three seasons and basically right. the last five minutes of her special, last special she's that got, she's ever gonna play as a doctor, and this and is where you get her. Left to live. She's got like ten minutes left to live, and they finally give you what her whole character motivation is. It's like oh, her whole, the whole special, she's still running around aimlessly. Like if you just look at her yeah. character. It's just like running from place and talking real fast, which is like that's not a personality at all. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's, that's. But I got, but I got the whole thing of like you know her whole like motivating character thing is that she really, and you know they've done this to a degree. Like I think they did this with Matt Smith to a degree. Tennant had this to a degree as well. But I mean I think if you're supposed to take out of take the one thing out of her personality wise is that she really she really cared about the people she was with in a yeah. probably a different way than the other ones did but it would have been nice to see that before 10 minutes before she, this version of the character is going to disappear forever um yep so she goes back and leaves yaz in england and she comes off the tardis and she's walking around she immediately bumps into graham and dan who Suddenly know each Yaz other. Yaz does, not the doctor. Yeah, 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 Yaz does this. The doc- doctor is still in the <laughs> box. Um, yeah. So, yeah, who, Graham and Dan, who suddenly know each other, even though I would watch the spinoff of just Bradley Walsh and John Bishop sitting in a bar bullshitting because yeah. <laughs> I just love those yeah. guys. So if they did some sort of spinoff of the two of them just doing whatever, I would be fine with that too. Um so hey, Graham, yeah, for you, me, I, I think I mentioned this before, but for me, Graham was closest we ever got to Donna's grandpa being a companion. Yes, yes. That's, Although I should that's say, the one I that's say. always gonna that's the one that's always gonna stick with me. It's like he would have been an amazing companion. I should say before we do, you know, we're doing we're probably gonna do the first 60th thing next week, uh the Star Beast. Um I did read something, and I was led to do this because I re-listened to the... We did the end of time back when Cribbins died, right? Shortly after Cribbins yep. died, we did the end of time. I did read something that said he filmed shit for the 60th. It's he still my hope that he's in there. Yep. Yeah, he was on set for some part of the filming of the 60th stuff. So my hope is that he yep. shows up somewhere. And my bet is that they have it, if it's even vaguely usable, they will find a way to do it. Um, they're, oh, not yeah. gonna, they're not going to film shit with him and then go like, oh, yeah, we had it, we decided not to use it. Like, um, Oh, yeah, because especially it's more relevant if, since he passed away. So it's like, yeah, you know, and Davies especially, like, Davies is all about, like, acknowledging the past and stuff. So if they have it, and it's in any He'll way use usable. It. I know. It's and I'm really fun. hoping they have enough to use. Yep. So, you know, then they go to, she goes, you, we cut back to the doctor. She's got the glowing hand thing. 
and she walks outside the TARDIS. There's a speech. It's a decent speech. I guess I just her her speechifying has never really hit with me in the way that other people's does. Like, yeah, goes I mean, goes to she, the lack of identity thing. I think. Yeah, like she has she has moments, but she doesn't come anywhere close to like the tenant speeches or the Capaldi speeches for me. Even Smith had some decent ones too. Like yeah, you know. So, uh, the regeneration thing happens, and as I said before, we're not, you know, we're not surprising anybody given how late we're getting to this, but she regenerates into David Tennant. Uh, and I can say what? from, what? I remember my, my initial reaction when watching this, I was, and I think we talked about before when we did Day of the Doctor, like, it was public knowledge that Tennant and Catherine Tate were coming back for the 60th thing. I have to credit BBC because they did not give away that Whitaker was going to turn into him again. They just said he was going to show up. So, like, this was the last thing I thought they were going to do. And well, I'm not, I remember, I'm not patting myself on the back or anything, but I always assumed yeah. that Whitaker was going to become Tennant, and then Tennant is going to somehow become uh, Nkuti Gwatere. But yeah. you know, it's I when you still see it at the episode, and it's still like you know, and it's like okay, now we're on, now we're on to Davy stuff, now we're on to you know, tenant again. Yep. Well, I will say here, here's how effective I think that moment is, right? So when we watched it originally, when it came out, and I want to say it was like November last year, uh, October twenty third ish, like end of okay. October. I was, I was absolutely floored by it because I had no clue it was coming and it was the last thing I thought they were going to do so that when he shows up again I remember very clearly standing up in our living room and just going like what the fuck is going on um you know but then I watched it again last night and even though I knew it was coming this time it's still and maybe it's because of how much of a giant tenant fan I am it's still very effective I was just like hey that's really cool and now now that we're a week away from seeing where this is going to go, uh, as we record this on the 18th of November, a week before the Star Beast, um, I'm really excited again. Like, this is probably the first time I've been this excited about this show since probably the beginning of the Capaldi period. Um, you know, so. Yeah, I think and apparently. It goes the same for a lot of people because mm -hmm. you always had the whole. I mean, and you know, not to shit on Whitaker or anything, but it's like her oh, no. reign as a her reign as a doctor always felt as like a, more of a, we're making a statement. So she never yeah. really comes to it until you get to the flux stuff. But at that point, you already know that she's out as a doctor. So it's like I don't think she ever has been given. It was like her plot was the fact that she was female, and it's like you can build. A successful Doctor Who story around that because it just makes no sense. So she's better actress than the stuff they actually gave her to work with. And yeah, I don't like I said I don't blame Whitaker on for this at all. I think this is on BBC where they never really developed the Doctor. At no point you kind of feel like they sat her in a room and told her like this is who your Doctor is. Mm -hmm. And he chose, which is yep. you know it's a show that we love both of us. Many people do, and it's like. Three seasons of it were wasted on nothing. Yeah, and I mean there were 
and I think we talked about this when we no, did the there's, plug there's show. No, there's positives, there's good stuff, there's like a lot of, you know, I still enjoyed all of it. I'm never yeah, going to say like I didn't. Like I, I, you, you give me a Dr. Cool season, and I'm going to love it regardless, but it's like you see, yep, it's, it there felt are a empty. Of, there are a couple of episodes per year of hers that were fun, and like the entire Flux thing was good, so that's a win. Um, and then, you know, season... Uh, 11 and 12, each one had a couple of episodes that were very good, but for the most part, it was yep. kind of... I mean, I think I think the thing I, I came to thinking about it again after the a couple of discussions we've had about it recently is I don't think a lot of the stories were bad in seasons 11 and 12, for example, but I think because she never really got a grip on the Doctor, a lot of those things just kind of came across as, like, functional. Like, there was yep. no, like, you know, like, I never, every time I would watch a Tenant episode or a Matt Smith episode or even, you know, even, I even liked Eccleston a lot, too, even though he only does the one year. Um, going into each individual episode, having an idea, you know, when you read the, would read, like, the plot synopsis or something, I'd always go, like, oh, I wonder how this version of the Doctor is going to approach whatever this is. With her, I never got that because you couldn't have told me what her approach actually was beyond being spastic and talking about her extended family a lot. Like, I don't know what, you know, at no point in her run did I ever really understand what her approach to anything was. Um, and apparently, so that's kind of my indictment on that. I don't really blame the, the actress for that though. There are a lot of, oh, no, um, of course, there are a lot of isolated moments and a lot of the episodes she has where you can see what they were thinking of when they hired her because she is a really good actress. And there are moments in a lot of episodes over that three years where she gets to show that off. Um, but I just feel like there's no, as opposed to the other doctors, there's no kind of like unifying thing through any of it. It was just like, okay, here's this situation. Let's just go. Um, you know, so I'll be interested to when, see when you watch you know. when you watch her as an actress and other stuff. You see that she's actually like, and I mean, even in Doctor Who, you can see that she's a good actress. That's mm -hmm. never, I think, that's that's in fact that was never questionable. Like I never, you know, going back to when Capaldi regenerated into her, like people are like, oh, now we get a female Doctor, blah 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 blah. It's like yeah, but like nobody really cared because Doctor was always that. He was inclusive yeah. from the beginning, and that's that's one thing that we love about sci-fi stuff that we do like go back to star trek like even more it's like always you have like sci-fi was inclusive in places where other people weren't and it's like sci-fi brought down certain barriers in like culture pop culture if you want to call it but it's like hey maybe yeah. this isn't okay but hey we're making it okay like there is a quote unquote a perfect world it was never a point about like whether she's female or male it was always about like do you have a goal do you have a purpose do you know where you go with this character and it's kind of obvious that they really didn't yeah they, they, I, they, I think they kind of thought that they were going to figure it out along the way but that along the way never happened and it's well, a shame because think, it's something that could have been much better than it was yeah and i think the other thing is that there was i you know i don't i don't want to speak for people in britain and stuff but it seems to me like there was kind of mass audience rejection of that this whole iteration so then bbc kind of started to scramble after that and that's never yeah good but it, that that always like same thing happened with you know it's like yeah different thing but go, but go back to phantom manners 
and it's like you know lucas obviously have a had a plan that he rechanged completely based on how phantom menace was received and they kind of screwed on wars and episode three thoroughly because like he never had that all whenever you change your direction based on other people's opinion it's always going to go wrong yeah like if you yep. had like this is my plan this is what i'm going to do and if you stick with it the idea is that by the end of it people are going to accept it for what it is a good thing but it's like the second you change it to appease other people it's like you totally right. miss everything and everything that you try to do is going to fail even more because at least you can see the unifying vision behind it if it's one thing played out across yep. however long it is. Um, exactly. There are, before we get into the, the tenant part of it and like what the behind-the-scenes reasoning for the tenant thing was, which I do know what, what the logic was for this, um, I do want to say like there are some things from the tenant period that are from the Whitaker period that I wouldn't mind if they continued. Um I know that the standard practice is to, like, if I don't think Tenant will, because the the period that the return is for is so short that I don't think they'll do this. But if you know, I think the standard practice with with this show is if Shooty Gatwa gets a master, it's going to be somebody else, right? Because they yeah. always change. They, they always, always change, change it. Right. I would love to see Sasha Dewan continue as the master. Because he was oh, I agree. Because I think it was great. He was an unbelievable master to me, and if and and I completely get it if they if Davies is like okay, I'm going to change that because we always change it when the actor shifts and whatever, and I completely get that. That's fine if that's what they do. But uh, if there's one thing I would argue you should carry forward from the Whitaker period, it's him as the master because he's just. Yeah unbelievable he was unbelievably good even even though, i mean he's not in a ton of episodes it's not like they did yeah but like limited stuff that he did have like he was great in it yeah it's not like they did three years of the show with the master as a central bad guy and he's in every other show or whatever but yeah he was great and if they were willing to, if he was willing to continue to do it and they were willing to keep him around i would i would love that but I know you know if if got what gets a master they will probably change it and that's fine I'll be curious to see who yeah. who Davies would cast. I mean, he could go back to the John Thimwell, I guess, if he wanted to. Um, yeah, but, but I, I don't think... I think it's the same thing with Doctor's Regeneration. I don't think he'll regenerate the Master into who he was. So, yeah, you know, yep. he either brings in somebody new or he keeps... I, I'm with you. I hope he keeps him because he really was... Like, Sasha was really great. Yep. And going oh. back into Sasha, going back into Sasha as an actor, like even in Iron Fist, he was one of the few bright spots. Oh, of the show. he was the best. He was the best thing about that Iron Fist show. Him and Henwick, Jessica uh, Henwick, yeah, yeah, everything <laughs> awful. Uh, yeah. Oh, and the, uh, the just before we finish, before we finish uh, with the episode itself, they basically create a AA meeting for uh, Doctor Who. Oh companions. yes, Graham starts a support group for companions, which I thought was awesome and i hope i think i, I think it was great because he really he really i mean first he played into this episode and he really played for into strongly into tegan and ace's characters because like you know tegan especially was like her whole life basically got twisted around the second the doctor left her behind and it's yep. like she never got to you know so i that that's something that drove their characters for yeah. this episode a lot and i'm really glad to see that cold 
you know, support group for Doctor's Companion thing. It was yeah, cool. Actually, it was a cool thing. I actually hope that somehow makes another appearance down the road. Um, even if it's something small, like the thing at the end of this, like I would love to see that come back. Um, there were even some that showed up in it that were not in the episode proper. Like, uh, I don't, a yeah. couple of these people, I don't know who they are, but like, uh, yeah, Joe they're Jones, probably from the old series. Yeah. Ian, Ian Chesterton, who I have seen, cause I have, since we did the, since we did the flux stuff, I have, I have started at least watching the old show a little bit. And oh, we okay. did watch, Corey and I did watch the first Hartnell story, which is an unearthly child that he, that's where Ian first shows up with uh, his girlfriend. And they're like the first two companions, basically. Um, so yeah, I was at least aware of who he was. I don't, there are some other people in that scene who weren't in the regular episode that I had no clue who they were, but um yeah, so apparently the the reasoning for the tenant thing, right, rather than just going right to Shudi Gatwa, which is what I assume they would do, is um, at the time that this was filmed, uh, Gatwa had other commitments that he couldn't get out of. He was in the Barbie movie, and oh. um, and he did. He's in the. He was in a Netflix show called Sex Education. That was filming. It was yeah. about to film, about to film its final season, and he didn't want to leave that show early. Um, so Davies was willing to cast him, but they were willing to wait for him. And uh, Davies also did not want to do nothing for the 60th, which is what the because the earliest he could have started doing the earliest any of his stuff could have started airing was 24. And from what I understand now, his Gotwa's first season is done, and they're just waiting to spin it out. Um, but mm-hmm. in terms of filming and stuff, the the timetables would have been that if if they had uh, waited for him to be done with Barbie and this Netflix show, they wouldn't have been able to have anything out for the sixtieth. So I would guess that so Davies they brought went in Tennant before, yeah. yeah. Davies went to Tennant and said, "Hey." Uh, um, I know you always said you wanted to come. You wanted to come back in some capacity. Uh, I kind of need you to come back for something short, so we can have something out for the 60th, and we'll get Catherine Tate to come back too. Yet you in, and apparently he was. So, um, yeah. I mean, he so was adamant that he's all he's always willing to go back to the doctor. So yeah, and he's done a ton of stuff for Big Finish in the last year or two. Um. And I just, I mean, it. even in that couple minutes he gets at the end of this, like, it felt like riding a bike. It was just like, oh, he's oh, back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd venture I, a guess. I don't expect to see any of them, but like, I still venture a guess that if they approached uh, Matt Smith about it, he, he'd come back as well. He might have been busy with House of the Dragon, though. Yeah, I know, but it's like, yeah, definitely. But, you know, and I think him and Capaldi could probably be talked into it. For short yeah. so like you always have this. Because here's the thing: if Doctor Who is gonna continue, you're gonna have okay. Now you have the 60th, you're gonna have the 70th. So it's like you're gonna have yeah. to come up some pretty special episodes for those. Just because you want to, yeah. So I'm always like, you're always gonna, especially with days like you know, and bringing all the old doctors back who are still alive and stuff like that. You know, it's like you can totally see that's something that that's always gonna be a thing whenever they do big 
centennial episodes that it's like they're gonna try to bring all doctors back. So my whole thing during that crossroads scene when she was interacting with a couple of them, like I, you know, I sort of vaguely have an idea what Peter Davidson looks like, and he just looked older. Um, I sort of vaguely have an idea what Sylvester McCoy looks like, and he just kind of looked older. I had no clue what Colin. Dude, when Baker... he showed up, I was just like, "The Brown." Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of Colin Baker, so I had no clue who that even was. But I, I went to the credits for that. But I did yeah. think that was really cool that they got all those guys to come back again, um, and all of them Is have it? had uh, involvement with the with the big finish stuff in the last few years. Um, yeah, because so I mean, sure why that... wouldn't you? First of all, they probably get a decent paycheck out of it. But secondly, it's like oh yeah, keeping sure you do. yeah. Like, Doctor Who, I don't care who you are, but I, I like to believe as an actor, if you get to play the Doctor, like, it's pretty special couple yeah. of years of your acting life. Like, even if you go on to have a big career, make ton of stuff, yep. like, you're always going to be one of the people who play the Doctor. But I don't think that ever goes yep. away. And here's the thing, that if you do it right, like, that's literally something that's never going to go away. Like, you know, for example, you know, you're never going to have Radak as the Brown show up ever again. But he can always bring right. the doctor. Like they, right. they can always bring him back as a doctor. And I mean, if you and like you said, if you do it right, you or if, if you're received right and whatever, you you're gonna go down in like sci-fi history as the iconic guy playing this role. Like think about, I mean, and I don't know exactly when you got into this show, but think about, I mean, if you ask probably most of the people who started watching this show with the the O five reboot. I would argue the vast majority of those people are going to say that Tennant is the doctor that they most appreciate, right? Because just in the in the conversations I've had with people, he's the name that comes up the most. So yep. like, you you have the shot to you know if if you if you play it well and then the fans get behind you and stuff, you have a chance to become an absolute sci-fi legend doing this show. And I think he's already there. Yeah, No matter what else he did, he's always going to be the doctor. You yep. know, and he um, can be 80 and nobody's going to bring him back for like most of the stuff that he did. But like, he can always get a call from BBC. Like, Hey, come show up as a doctor or something again. And he's going to be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, there's always going to um, be like people are always going to be no. He's always going to be known to people as somebody who played the doctor, and he did it well. So our show is all about weird ass theories. Like we always have weird ass theories about everything. Here's my theory for how they're going to um, explain the the tenant thing. And Davies has said this is not the tenth doctor again. He's actually considered the 14th this time around. Yeah. So um, I don't think this is going to be some kind of like time thing where he's actually the 10th Doctor just over again. There will no, be he's 14th. Yeah, that's how I got it. There probably will be some personality differences and everything too. My guess is it's going to have something to do with the um, the attempt at the forced regeneration will somehow have caused this, and then. You know, I don't think you're gonna see a master or whatever, but they'll name, they'll line drop something about like, uh, the whatever was done during the forced regeneration somehow fucked it up, and 
that's why he's here again. And I actually think based on some of the footage they've shown, they did. it looks like they did shoot a little bit of stuff with Gatwa. So I'm wondering if he's, you're going to find out during these that he's like, he's like trapped in some in-between point and waiting for this to shift again. Um, whether that's going to be in the last of the three or not, I don't know, but it's not, it seems like that's at least going to be part of it. Um, well, it's going to be interesting to see if him and the tenant are going to have any interaction as well. Yeah, I kind of want, I, my hope is that the last, the last episode will have the, the regeneration fairly early, but it's somehow going to work in such a way that they're actually able to interact with each other. That would be really fun. Um, I don't know if that's what they're going to do. I mean, do. you don't usually have doctors interacting outside of, you know, the 50th and, you know, and yeah, it takes here and there. They did a do a couple yeah. of tributes where they did have them interact and stuff. But like for the yeah. most part, you don't really have that. So it'd be interesting it's, to see what they do with Tenant and Gatwa. Yeah, it's not the standard approach to have doctors interacting all that often. Um, yeah. So if they... If they had a chance to do that here, then uh, that would be really interesting. But uh, starting next Saturday, we will we'll see how this rolls out. I'm actually really, and I mentioned it earlier on, I'm actually really excited that, you know, there's going to be the three specials, but we're getting them three weeks in a row. It's not, you know, here's one. Dude, I, think, I think the biggest, biggest overkill for any Doctor Who fan is waiting so long between the episodes. Yeah, the gaps like when are you see. Off. Like the gaps um, are just like when you get a year gap between episodes, and it's just like, oh my god, uh, I want more Doctor Dave, Who, and it's like, Davies and this has is like said three though, weeks, three three specials, so it's it's fun. Davies has said though the gaps are done. As far as he's concerned, there will be no more like really long ass gap periods. Um, he wants to go back to once a you know every he wants to go back to every year, um, season. and you know. Specials and yep. stuff, where I'm sure there will be those when necessary, like Christmas. Uh, but he's not going to, as long as he's in charge, they're not going to have this whole, like, before Capaldi's last season, let's take a year. And before, and some of the stuff with Whitaker was COVID too. Like, I'm sure they couldn't actually do stuff during some of that. But the, yeah. the you know, but this show has such a history in the last few years for long ass gap periods that I'm sure that didn't help anybody, but yeah, Whitaker kind of yeah, gets a and I, I'm pretty sure Whitaker, I mean, I'm pretty sure Davies was like, hey, I won't, I won't, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, and he, yeah, I think he has a lot of ideas um, from what it sounds like, and uh, he has been asked about, and I, I don't know, I didn't actually look into this because I haven't actually started watching the show at all, we're going to get to it at some point in the future, Um but he was asked about bringing Torchwood back, um, and I don't know what the response to that was, but it was an interesting well, thought. Well, here's the thing. like Jack Harkness is still very much beloved character by the fans. Yeah, unfortunately, Barrowman got canceled, though. But yeah, I kind of I do and agree with you. And that's the problem. Like They canceled him, but it's like if BBC or you know even Apple was to take a shot at it, like the, the the fans because when he showed up in the Whitaker stuff, I was like, oh my god, he's back, he's back, you yeah, know. That was, he the one that got her out of that prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
so yeah, we like, are fans still love him, you know. So it's like, yeah, I, he, I definitely I like love, him back. I love him from stuff. Yeah, I love him from Jack, and I really enjoyed him in all the Arrowverse stuff he's done as oh, yeah, uh, as Malcolm Merlin. Like he's great. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, we are a week away from the the three episode sixtieth thing. Uh, the Star Beast. And I watched this the other day. I don't know when it was released, but okay. there's like a small. It's on the Doctor Who's official YouTube as well. But they did a small thing with Tennant. He so oh, the children in need thing. The children need yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I think BBC does some like yearly telethon for like uh for either for like homeless children or like children. Yeah, in it's other like Red Nose Day or something like this stuff like that. Yeah. So. so I think in years where Doctor Who's in production, they tend to do uh, some sort of like, or at least Tennant has done in the past. He'll do, he'll do like some sort of thing where they, sh he'll show up as the Doctor and they'll do some sort of like joke scene or whatever. I did find it last yeah. night. It was actually really, I mean, it was actually really funny. Um, yeah, I watched it yesterday. And, like he, he showed up on YouTube, and I was like. Well, it's not a trailer. Yeah. It's a children's need thing. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's let's watch it. And he so shows trying up to name the, the Daleks. Yeah, yeah he shows creation up the, of the Daleks. The creation of the Daleks, and you find out how much of an influence he actually had on it, and it was uh, yeah. quite funny. Um, I love I the beginning. He steps out of the TARDIS, and he's like, 60 minutes ago, I was this really brilliant woman. Suddenly, I look like this again. What's going on?" <laughs> yeah. No, um, he's he's so, yeah. great, man. Oh, they also so okay. So we're we're exactly one week away from the beginning of the three specials, which is the Star Beast, uh, Wild Blue Yonder, and the Giggle, which will run through December 9th. And then they yep. also announced the title of the Christmas special, which I assume will release on Christmas Day as it usually does. Um, that is that should be the first full Shudi Gatwa episode, and the title is The Church on Ruby Road. Um, mm -hmm. Yep. So, we, and actually, I I think that's going to also involve the introduction of her, his companion, played by Millie Gibson. Um, the character's name is apparently Ruby Sunday, so I wouldn't be surprised if that somehow plays into the title of that. Um, yeah, because it's Ruby Road. Yep. So mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm we're we're heading into. Uh, Uncharted, but also somewhat familiar territory. So this should be interesting. For and the next it's few actually weeks. funny because I'm looking at the IMDb stuff, and Bonnie Langford comes back as Melanie Bush. She was and, in the. Uh, she was in the. Um. She was in the support group scene. She, she was, was in the, the support group scene. Yeah, she was yeah, in the support group. The other scene. one that I couldn't remember. But she traveled with Tom Baker. Okay. Uh, she actually, yeah, she traveled with Baker, I think. Or, okay. No, this is. No, no. Let me let me double check this real quick. Because no, she wasn't traveling with Baker. She was traveling with. Let me check. She was okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she was in seas. Okay. Yeah, she traveled with Colin Baker. Colin Baker. Okay. Colin Baker yeah. was the doctor. She was actually in seasons twenty-three. So like oh, okay. For the, for the end, basically. A lot of that stuff is Oof. on BritBox, so I'm slowly getting through it. Um, but I need uh, 
I needed my uh, friend from the con circuit who's really into Doctor Who to, like, explain to me where the Gap episodes are and where to get that stuff from. So uh, that's why I've been kind of slow with that. But because um, I'm sort of a completist by nature, so I get kind of squirrely when I can't see something. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So we are caught up with this show again, finally. Um, and like I said, we're heading into some really interesting territory in the near future. Uh, what I'm, what I'm going to be most interested to see is how are they. You know, we don't really know what time period the the tenant stuff is going to be in. How are they going to get? Donna back in. Is I guess we'll be... see. Yeah, is it, um, what I find myself wondering is, is this going to be set before the thing where, where she couldn't remember who he was, or he would, she would have died, or are they somehow going to write that off? Um. So it'll be interesting so, to see how. As I'm on IMDb, the synopsis for the Starbies. Mm -hmm. The doctor is caught in a fight to the death as a spaceship crash lands in London. But as the battle wrecks havoc, destiny is converging on the doctor's old friend, Donna. So I'm thinking this might be post. Post end of time. Definitely after. This is post end of time, yeah. Oh, okay. This should be interesting then. I guess I'm guessing we're going to have a lot of questions, but. but I think it'll be. And fun they to also get released to. the synopsis for the Wild Blue Yonder, and uh, that one reads: The TARDIS takes the Doctor and Donna to the furthest edge of the adventure to escape. They must face the most desperate fight of their lives with the fate of the universe at stake. Well, obviously. But yeah, yeah this is definitely post the end of time. Yeah. Nice. This will be really interesting so to see how they. So it's gonna be. <laughs> I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Cannot. I'm absolutely. It's I'll tell be you. Amazing. It's gonna. Oh. There, it's, the first one's gonna drop next Saturday. It's the first thing I'm gonna do on that day. Um, Dude, when I wake I, up, I'm powering up the laptop and finding it. That, that's for sure. Although I think they are. I think they're gonna simulcast the drop with the BBC too. So whenever it drops on BBC, time wise is when it's also gonna hit Disney Plus. So I'm not sure. You know, depending on exactly what the time frame is, I'm not sure you're going to be able to, like, get up at 4 a.m. and watch it before people in Britain have seen it. Oh, no, that's for sure, but yeah. But, no, I'm really well, looking whenever, forward to Whenever they do do it, yeah, like, I'm going to be... Yeah. I know what I'm and doing you... Saturday. Yep, absolutely. And, and I, I haven't be... been this excited for an episode of Doctor Who in a while. No, this, like I said before, this is probably the... And granted, you know, Tennant is probably still my favorite Doctor. Even, you know, Capaldi comes real close, but I think Tennant's still my favorite Doctor. And this is the the most excited I've been for this show probably since the 50th. So, yeah. you know. Uh, it's going to so be we'll good, see. man. It's going to be good. We're gonna, we'll see what we're going to get here. And I do want to say to our audience in general, if you're listening to this, we will get back to the Star Trek stuff. We've all been really busy. Uh, we will, you and I and Brent will get back to the the Farscape stuff. Farscape. He's, he's, yeah, he's back now, so we're able to start thinking about doing some of that stuff. So we will start dropping that stuff again. Uh, I have a week coming up where I'm, my wife's out of town. I'm going to be flying solo for a week soon, so we might have time to record some of that stuff ahead of time. Um, so yeah, we still are hung up on the 
Lower Decks crossover episode of Strange New Worlds. That's the next one we have to do. Um, so hopefully we'll have time to maybe after Thanksgiving, because I know a lot of people are going to be busy with stuff. So maybe after yeah. that, we'll be able to finally get together on those. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining me for this, man. This was a fun one. Oh yeah. Always man. Stop the robot here. <laughs> okay. Yeah.